Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. And welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode 23. It is now May, if we make it to May. And I'm Rob. I'm Brian. And I'm Chopper. We are uh, isolating in place, but that doesn't affect us since we're on Skype, so we're we're still That's coming true. to you. Mm-hmm. We're still isolated, though. <laughs> we're, we're all, all we're only emotionally isolated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All staying at home, staying in place, saving the world. Well, except for Pat, you're essential. Brian, are you yeah. essential? Uh, I can work remotely, so. Well, that's good. I am not essential, so I get all the free time I want. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I had a lot of stuff to talk about, but that'll be in the dropship. Anything else to talk about here in the jump ship? We have to get through this. Um, yeah. Everyone stay home. <laughs> that's, that's practice Pat. So, practice social distancing. Pat's Don't PSA. <laughs> Don't be stupid, yes. And, yeah, it's a, it's a weird time, but it doesn't affect us. Yes. <laughs> Until the movies stopped coming out and TV shows stopped getting made and comic books are already not coming out, which kind of sucks. That really was the straw that broke my back. Damn <laughs> I just don't know why they, why, why aren't they releasing them digitally then? I think they realize if they release them digitally, they'll kill the secondary market, like literally. Uh, so I think they're doing it to be nice. Okay. Probably. That's my theory. I don't know. I still feel like people will go to the secondary market just because they prefer to. I like. I prefer to have a, a, a physical copy in my hand. I do not. I, I'm digital. I, hate read, I really hate reading online. I hate reading on a tablet. I'm digital <laughs> all the way. So I'm already there though, so it doesn't affect me any. I, I only I buy trades though, so I'm still supporting the secondary market. Um. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that. We're going to go to the dropship, and we'll talk about what we've been working on, and I have been working on a lot, so I hope you guys have worked on something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Every time. Dropship landing. And here we are on the dropship, and uh, what are we working on? I will start with Pat. Pat, what are you working on? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, I have been doing a lot of 3D printing. Ever since you uh, wrote me back into it, I've mm-hmm. uh, been doing a lot of 3D printing of some different Battletech models. So, uh, in our experimentation of 3D printing and settings, uh, we started messing around with these trees supports. And so, I've been printing up all the different types of Battlemasters and different kind of inner spear mechs, not those crappy clan mechs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was that and then I've been messing around still uh, I haven't gotten around to getting into my Devastator which is I think hopefully I might try and do in this stretch I have off uh, but I have moved it from the bedroom down to the basement so that's a big step <laughs> that's that's a major step for you it is a major step for me uh, anything me- other mech wise I have not uh, still working on some the minions to monster apocalypse slowly but surely. Uh, I haven't even touched my monster apocalypse guys yet. Yeah, so I think other than that, other than just the 3D printing of these mechs, I haven't had a whole whole lot of time. Um, like I said, you're essential, so you're not just sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, it's a hobby. So. Um, Uh, but what, but one of you know, what else has been taking a lot of my time is that uh, one of our 3D printers went down, so I've been trying to fix that. That has been your replace, replacing a lot of the parts and stuff. So yeah, that's a hobby in itself, right there. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Have you been doing anything? Well, uh, fun fun update. Uh, I have finished moving. <laughs> so now you should have all the time in the world to do stuff, oh, yeah, and all the but, space uh, too. Like I said, I am working remotely, which means I still have like a, a nine to five, basically. Um, but, uh, I have enough of your singing. I have, uh, actually as of today, uh, just started painting, 
my Maze on Labs Dead Zone team. And I mention that because I'm painting them, continuing with my, my Gundam theme. Uh, I've always kind of pegged them as being the Titans. And so oh. <laughs> I've got uh, a blue and red color scheme going. It's, it's kind of coming together just doing the base coat right now. Um, but I'm, I'm liking how it looks. It's, it's another one of those where it's like, it's kind of a, a sharp contrasting color combination. But, um, once it all kind of comes together, I think it'll look really sharp. That's cool. Um, yeah. And on top of that, um, I, those of you may have seen, I posted that, uh, my Escaflone, uh, oh, model yeah. kit has finally arrived. How does that look? Uh, it looks pretty cool. I, I won't lie. I, I popped it open just to take a look at it and I almost put it together on the spot if I wasn't <laughs> busy. Uh, so odds are. Is it all color coordinated plastic or is it one color plastic? Yep. It looks like it's color coordinated plastic, um, which is a plus since I don't have, you know, yeah. an airbrush or good, good material or paints for, for that kind of plastic. And I'm the only one ridiculous stuff to paint the whole thing. <laughs> right. So, um, that one as, as it is like one of the, my only, uh, like mecha model kits that is not stashed in a box in the basement. Um, that, the odds of that one getting put together are actually kind of high. <laughs> you have nothing so, better to I do. I would love for you to put that together actually. I would love to see it. It's a good looking model from the box. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool looking. I'm really excited to put it together. Uh, is it a Bandai kit or is it somebody else? Um, I think it was Happy Smiles or whatever. Uh, that Chinese yeah. restaurant. <laughs> what the heck was it? Happy Smiles. That's the best orange chicken there. Let me see. I'm gonna see if I can open it up real quick. Because it was HLJ Scaflone. But yeah, so pretty excited for. Good Smile Company, uh, Motoroid. Hmm. Cool. Well, hopefully it's uh, it's as easy to put together as a Bandai kit. They they have it down pretty well, so hopefully it's uh, doesn't give you too much trouble once you start. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like it does come with like a hard plastic cloak for him, oh, as yeah. well as a cloth one. Oh, cool! So you can choose. That's neat. Oh, yeah. that's crazy! That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's neat. So I'm pretty pretty excited to put this guy together. I think it'll be pretty awesome. Yeah. And then I'll have him uh, for my giant when I play Vanguard. <laughs> is he, is he going to be the right scale or is he going to be way too big? Uh, he's going to be really close, honestly. Same uh, as, as, as the Mantic Giant? I think so. I think uh, it's pretty close. Let me see. Well, that'd be cool. I can get the dimensions of him What's, real quick. What uh, scale is it, does it say? Um, let's see. I mean, not that the, mod, the height of the model really matters. It's really fit on the on yeah the, the giant base. Yeah, it's a footprint. That's the best thing about, especially Kings of War. I have a giant dragon that I, I use as a general, but he fits on the small the the right size base. But he's just huge, so he looks awesome on the table. But he uh he still fits within the rules. He probably could. His his feet come together decently, so <laughs> well, <there laughs> he can probably go. squeeze onto the base. Well, then you can put a giant. It doesn't really make a difference. That's obvious. Yeah. And for uh, Vanguard, that giant rolls anyways. It's you're just attacking it, right, or trying to take it over. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's um basically in in the, the it's got a mind of scenario. Own. Yeah, it has a mind of its own. It just kind of stomps around the battlefield. But if you play play Kings of War with um, them, you can actually have them in your force. Yeah, which is kind of neat. So. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be posting my progress on that and my Maison Lab uh, painting as I go. Nice Maison Labs. Uh, they have uh, Striders in Maison Labs, don't they? Mm-hmm. So there you go. So I'm <laughs> I've got a fun idea for uh, like a Gundam Mark II, uh, in the in the uh, Titan colors, and then the other fun one is the Maison Labs has some of like the mutants, um. And like zombie looking dudes. One of one is like the aberration, which is a big hulking guy. And I've got a fun idea for like making that a psycho Gundam. <laughs> oh, nice. So 
Yes, this is for Dead Zone, for those who don't know, the game, Mantic Game Dead Zone. Yeah, it's it's a blast. So, there you go. Uh, I guess it's to me, and I've done a lot, like I said, yeah. uh, at C2E2, which is probably the last event that has happened in North America. I uh, got my Fury Seekers, I got all three of them. I actually got four of them, like I talked about, but I haven't done the fourth one yet. But I've done uh, three regular ones, Starscream, uh, uh, Thundercracker, and... Uh, Skywarp. I've done all three of those. And it was fun. As I went, it was getting, cause they're exact same model. So it was by the third one, I, I could do that one blind. I could make that kit pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> but those kits are pretty easy anyways, but it was, uh, yeah. it was and pretty fun. fun. Kits. Yeah, they were fun. And so I did all those and they look great in front of my, uh, jet fire, my, uh, Voyager class jet fire. They're all standing together, pretty good scale to each other. So I, also, like Matt said, I got a 3D printer, so I've been doing a lot with that. And literally the only reason I got it was so I could print up a giant mech. So I did a 160th scale Mad Cat, which is pretty cool. So it's like pretty much big enough for 28 millimeter. So we can use them in other games. You're just insane. And... <laughs> Also, uh, Teco Toys, which is a company that we've been looking at, they're, they've been supposed to start a Kickstarter, but because of the pandemic, they got uh, delayed. But they're offering a hazmat model. It's like pretty much an action figure that you can print, and its regular size is pretty small. It's not even—I think it's like three inches, maybe. And uh, but I just scaled it up to—they're offering it for free—a 3D printer, 3D print of it. So I, I scaled it up 300%. So now I have like a six-inch uh, hazmat drone. He's pretty cool looking. Fully articulated, and that was kind of fun because you can print them all the pieces of them, so you can print them up as you go, and that was fun to do. So I've been having a lot of fun with that uh, 3D printer, printing a lot of BattleTech uh, uh, the vehicles they don't have. So that's what I've been doing mostly, and also doing a lot of other things like the Hellraiser cube and different organizational things for other games. Yeah. So when the Earth uh, gets invaded by Cinnabites, then you know it was Rob who brought the end of the end of days. Yep. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I do love my cube. It's cool. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I've been working away on that thing. It's a, uh, it's an Ender Three Pro. I, a lot of people are having issues with it. I'm with on a uh, group on Facebook, and all these people are having this, and I'm like, thank God, mine works pretty pretty well. What's the, what's the issue there, Montana? Oh, like clogged uh, hot ends and. Beds being super unlevel and the, you know, things getting stuck or things not sticking right. to the bed. It's like. I got, I got clogged, but that printer was a year and a half old already and I didn't. Yeah. Well, these people are like, they must just leave it alone because it gets clogged and then fills up the whole hot end with stuff. Did yours fill up the yeah. whole I, I, well, I had a small plug. It was a, a small little disc, but, uh, yeah, this is like a, looks like a, a the blob is growing out of their hot end. Oh Jesus! That's, yeah. that must that must be. Uh, they must have had it clogged for a long time, man. They need to. Yeah. I mean, I guess you should watch the videos out there. People will tell you you got to change those nozzles at least every year. Yeah, or also if if the Bowden tube's not in all the way or things. Enough of the 3D printer yeah. talk, but. Uh, <laughs> It's just funny, all the people having issues, and I'm so happy mine works great. Even with my uh, crappy, uh, my, my first, uh, my first, uh, filament I bought when I bought the 3D printer from the same company is, uh, was translucent. And it's, it's pretty crappy, but, uh, I got some of the Hatchbox stuff Pat suggested and it worked great. So I'm just trying to get rid of my translucent stuff now. So you'll see a lot of, uh, on our posts, you'll see a lot of translucent items that I've printed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. I think we almost convinced uh, our friend Rick Hall to get one too. We we kept bothering him and <laughs> posting stuff. He was like, "Oh yeah, what's that?" We'll see if he actually gets one. He wants one. He knows it. He really wants one. It's just funny that it was the same thing that happened to me. It was uh, our buddy uh, Coach and Pat there. They're both yelling at me to get it one night. Well, I almost, never once, never once did I yell at you. I almost got a uh, resin printer, but they convinced me it'd be too stinky for because I have to have it in my bedroom, so it wouldn't work. So this thing works good. It's loud, so I can't really have it when I'm sleeping, but uh, it works otherwise. And I think that's about it. I don't know if there's anything else happening in the uh, what we're working on. Anything else coming up for you guys? 
Um, that covers a lot of it. I think we discussed what uh, what we're even going to think about working on. And uh, we'll be back with Comstar once again. We'll have a lot to talk about there. You got it. Message from Comstar. Oh yeah, welcome to Comstar. This is where we talk TV, movies, books, comics, RPGs, video games, whatever else, media-wise. Brian, have you been watching anything? Playing anything? Um, well, I was, um, I was watching an anime that, uh, I think I mentioned, uh, last time on the show called, uh, Yukikaze. It's not quite mecha because it falls under the, the, like, fighter jet kind of asterisk of that, uh, qualification, but, uh, really fascinating show. It's a more of an OVA series, so it's kind of short, but it's basically about, uh, fighter jets, uh, facing off against like uh, an alien species who kind of mimics um, like fighting techniques and stuff like that. Like it's one of those where they always learn uh, from, from previous battles and get better and stronger and everything. And then our, our plucky hero uh, is paired up with an AI system. So it's like part stealth, but like, um, the AI kind of evolves with the pilot in mm-hmm. a neat way. Okay. As it like determines like, Hey, like it starts off the series where it starts like mistargeting people seemingly where it's like, Hey, this is That's an alien. Sick. You should shoot it. <laughs> seemingly. Seemingly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's got some fun little intrigue going on there and a kind of trippy ending. But, um, yeah, if if you like, um, you know, more of a, a sci-fi bend to fighter jet combat, uh, definitely check it out. Like it's it's very visually uh, cool and uh, like an ace combat kind of game. Uh, let's see, other things. I've been reading this book called Ancillary Justice, which is another kind of weird uh, space faring adventure. My dog's going to hop down. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, part of the, the story takes place from the perspective of basically like ancillaries are basically like lobotomized people that, uh, are controlled by a ship. And th- so it's like the ship's AI hive mind kind of thing. Hmm. But we, we get told the story from the perspective of these individuals. So it'll be like, I, I'm, I am here talking to this person as I'm also outside talking to that person. Really fascinating book. Uh, it takes a little bit to get going, but, um, it's, it's, uh, I think it had a Hugo or Nebula award mm. that had originally caught my eye. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty fascinating stuff. I guess I was on a, an AI kick. Lately. <laughs> Wonder how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Alright, um, but that kind of covers it. Uh, the move obviously took a whole lot of, uh, time and energy, but, um, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where I am right now. I'm gonna see about picking up some of those, uh, series that have kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, still need to finish, um, the Gridman show. I've fallen behind on that. But, yeah, I'll be getting back into the swing of things now that I'm fully moved in. Stable again, yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. How about you, Pat? Uh, not too much, actually. I have, uh, finished, uh, the Mad Dog series from, uh, oh, Chris, I always forget her name. Ashley Chapman, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Those set of books, uh, and I have ordered the third book, but you know, now with things the way they are, uh, my delivery date is not till June. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have, without books, so I have, uh, kind of re-gone over all the different Battletech books that I have, like the House, the House Davion books, the House Diner books, and House Curita books. Um, like the source books? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, 
You gave me a whole bunch of stuff in a bag. And so, and it's right next to you. So then you just grab one. Yeah. So I just been, I got my bookshelf in my office now, uh, because my wife kicked it out of the living room. <laughs> <laughs> She's making the place look presentable. Oh well, yeah. It's not, it's no longer a nerd home. So sad face. Uh, <laughs> now it's a nerd room. Yeah. Uh, so I've been just pulling books off the shelves here and there. Is there any things to read? Uh, as far as watching things, uh, I, I think, uh, in my spare time and downtime, we're looking for things to do. I have watched, re- rewatched the, the Char Origins little series that was on YouTube for a while. Um, I enjoy that one quite a bit. Uh, I think that's it. That's all I had. Uh, I think printing all these battle matches made me, uh, relook at the House Steiner book again so I can, uh, Make a scout lance? Yeah. Oh, those are atlases. Uh, yeah. You've also been playing Civ uh, 6 with the expansion. It's got giant stompy robots in it. Oh, yeah. As uh-huh. far as I, that, that's our main front line. <laughs> Jet bombers and big giant stompy robots. Uh, giant death robots is what they're called in the game. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Yeah, it's in the, only in the expansion, though. So if you get Civ 6, you have to get uh, whatever, which one it is, Gathering Storm. Yeah. I think. Yeah, well, you, I think you should, if you're going to do that, you must get all of them because it all makes the game, I think, a little bit better. Fun game. Fun game. It's a fairly simplistic without the the expansions, and it just gets a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's cool. I've also been playing Civ Six, obviously, since I knew so much about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> For me, I did finally finish a long time ago now, just after we recorded. I finished uh, the Gundam Zeta movies. There's three of them. Instead of watching the TV mm. show, I watched the movies. And I must say, TV show is so much better because I watched the first movie in the TV show form, and then I, from there I went for the second and third movies. And man, it it, it really skips over a lot. <laughs> they they it yeah. just hits the highlights in those movies. Like it's all of a sudden you're like, what what's going on? Oh, I missed a whole section. Yeah, I suggest uh, not watching the Gundam movies. Watch the TV shows instead versions. Even though you get them done quicker, it's only an hour and a half, but it tries to squeeze like 13 episodes into an hour and a half or more. So, yeah. They're fun, though. Yeah, the the original, like, movie, uh, like, Mobile Suit Gundam movies for the original series, I think, are are really solid, but I've heard that the Zeta movies just don't do the series justice. No, it just skips. It's just crazy. And... But it's, you know, you get the gist of it. It was, it's still really good. It was still really fun. But yeah, I think it, it's, you get so much more if you watch the actual series. And, uh, speaking of watching the actual series, I decided to watch, uh, Genesis Climber Mosbita. I think I discussed that before. I finally finished it. So I watched it, uh, subbed, which is cool. And, um, yeah. It's it's quite different from the Robotech. They did cut out a lot and add, they obviously had to tie it back into Robotech, although it does tie in a lot anyways. There is things that are very similar to the, to the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Robotechnology stuff. Like it's, it's very similar anyways, mm. but yeah, I don't think Robotech had as much, uh, swearing and nudity as, uh, Genesis Climber must be to does. It's just so, the Japanese just don't care about that. It's so, so funny. They're like, yeah, we'll show a bunch of girls bathing naked. We don't care. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> But it was really good. It's a great series, and I suggest it. I think it, it's like as always, it is. It's better than the Robotech version. I think you get more out of it. The story is it's sort of complete. You could tell they almost they wanted to do another season and never did, because at the end it's kind of a cliffhanger. Like you, you, they they win kind of, but it also leaves a lot up in the air. So, uh-huh. yeah, because hmm. it has a lot of the characters like they're all separated by the end and. You see characters that come back and you're like, hey, that person's still alive. That, this, it, it, very interesting, like the post-apocalypse in, as we'll talk about later, but, uh, it has, it has the alien invasion, uh, post what happens after the invasion would be an interesting series. It, they never, they never went back to, but yeah, it was fun. Um, also still reading, uh, Bear Ross's Junction World book one. I'm about, I think I'm over halfway now. And it's really good. It's, uh, it's all about this kind of, uh, nexus of dimensions where they, these kind of evil, scummy, uh, aliens run the worlds and they have, uh, 
they have the other races kind of fight in gladiatorial pits with giant mechs. And it's a really fun story. So it's, I would suggest to anyone, the Amazon link is there. It's really cheap on, for Kindle on Amazon. It's like two bucks or something like that. Uh, I would suggest buying it if you have a Kindle because it is fun. Um, and then just today, I got my Reichbusters Kickstarter from, uh, uh, Mythic Games. It was gigantic. It was like five boxes full of stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, uh, well, in it had big stompy robots. The, the smallest big stompy robot is, I would say, the size of, uh, just a bit bigger than a Strider. And it goes up, there's three other sizes. It goes up from there. <laughs> the biggest one is, uh, huge. It, and it's all PVC, which is crazy. One piece. You don't have to assemble anything. Cause it is a board, it's a board game. It's a, it's, they're Nazi robots. Cause it's Nazi experiments. And you're, you're a strike team sent in. It's a co- totally co-op game. You're sent in to destroy the Nazis and, and you fight a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know how many miniatures are in this game, but yeah, the one mech came in a box mm. the same size as the core box. So you can, you can imagine how big that one is. So wow. that'll be kind of fun once I get, uh, Paint it up and read the rules and get started playing that. And, uh, yeah, Reichbusters. It, it, uh, aesthetic reminds me of, uh, of Dusk a little bit, but a little bit more, uh, Cthulhu meets Dusk, which is now in Dusk, but a lot more like, <laughs> a lot more like Plague from Dead Zone. Those kind of looking kind of people. Gotcha. Is, is there a game to it? Yeah, Reichbusters is the game, yeah. You're uh, not listening you're not again. I was listening. I thought it was the name of the line of models. No, Reichbusters is a game. It's a, it's, you're fighting Nazis. You're, it's a totally co-op game that you're fighting Nazis. Remember when I said that? No, cause you weren't listening. Cause you don't listen to me, Pat. I don't. You said Nazis when I tuned out. No. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think that's about it. I've, uh, oh, I, I, I tried to build, uh, print a Battlemaster and I failed. It halfway, like the head kind of, I, it didn't, I don't know what happened anyways, it didn't finish, so I, I used it and made a, uh, damage marker out of him, blew off his head, and it looks really cool. I'm pretty proud yeah, of that one. It actually looked, it looked really good. <laughs> yeah. I, po- I posted that in the, uh, the, the, uh, Facebook page if you want to go back and check that out. And, uh, yeah. Other than that, just been playing with the 3D printer, so you know there's going to be more mechs coming of various sizes and types. And I even started uh, playing with Tinkercad. We'll see if I can make anything in Tinkercad. It's it's so far, it's kind of basic, but we'll see what I can do. And that's about it. Uh, I think that wraps up the dropship. I anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. Yeah, with comic books on the uh, break right now. Actually, the uh, that was another thing that happened was the person who's writing the Robotech. Uh, Remix comic from tight from Titan Comics. He got uh, COVID, so he was out for months now. Oh, jeez! Everybody's wondering why it was delayed. Why it was delayed even before they stopped shipping? It's because he was sick. So, so must have went yeah. to a rally. He must have went to a rally. <laughs> and, Maybe. And uh, yeah, so he he was out. I think he got it. He must have got it really early because it was like February. He he was sick. So. Oh. Yeah, I was I was hearing too. Um. Uh, I posted earlier that uh, the Evangelion, the last movie that they were working on, has been delayed. Is another one that's been hit by the um, the virus and kind of lockdown situation. So yeah. they they posted the um, the th- first three uh, Evangelion movies online. Nice. Uh, gr- granted, it was uh, you know Japanese subtitles. <laughs> so <laughs> no. Japanese, uh, Japanese dub and no, no closed captions. So you have to, you have to find a Japanese friend. Audience, to, I think you have to find a Japanese <laughs> friend to sit next to and translate. Right. <laughs> or this is a perfect time to learn Japanese. Also true. I'm sure you could get one of those online courses. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll be back with the Mech Bay Hanger. We're going to talk about, uh, the apocalypse. So there you go. <laughs> and we'll be back now entering the mech bay hangar and we're back mech bay hangar and this week we're going to be talking about the apocalypse I thought it was appropriate last week we did uh, or last month we did the hobby this time we'll talk about uh, different settings about how 
what what ended the world to cause mechs? Because it seems like every <laughs> every anime, every TV show, always has something that's caused. Uh, there's always been some crisis. It's never just, uh, hey, we're living in a uh, peaceful time. See, there's no mechs in uh, Star Trek. You notice that? That's let's say there should be. That'd be cool. There should be. It's a sad state of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even the Star Wars has mechs. And that makes sense. Yep. Obsessive uh, government. Oppressive well, government. Know, that's because you're invading. There's no invading. Yeah. Yeah, Endless War. That is uh, definitely one of them. That's a, that's the one of the apocalypses with Battletech and Gundam, pretty much. It's the constant threat of war going on, always. And I guess it, it always leads to giant mecha. Yeah. Well, Gundam, <laughs> Gundam is that fascinating one where, like... The story and a lot of times the rationale behind the the wars going on are like kind of thought through. Like the original UC Gundam, uh, you know, it was it was basically the space colonies fighting for independence yeah. um, from the Earth, uh, telling them what to do. Granted, yeah. they kind of had the press of Earth Nazis join them <laughs> in their uh, you know fight back. But they they had like a legitimate plight, which was kind of neat. Um, granted, some of the other Gundam series that's a little more stretched <laughs> as far as uh, the rationale and the logic. But uh, Gundam's always been pretty pretty solid at uh, tackling the the reason for the warfare, even though it seems to go on forever. Yeah, with BattleTech, it's more people are just like. Greedy. Well, it's it's more it's more tied into way our our world is. Yeah, politics. You know, it's tied into the politics. The houses are, uh, for lack of better terms, the different countries of the world here. Yeah, nation, mm. uh, nations, nations, different nations. Yeah, instead of nations, it's houses. You know, the house curita lends itself to. Very much China-ish. Well, Japanese. It's, Korea's Japanese, for sure. Well, Japanese, but you know, it's Asian. Actually, they, Jap- kind of more, they more into the the military Chinese side, but the the samurai tendencies or house look. Yeah, it's Japanese for the uh, for the house, and then they do have uh, actually have Scandinavian in, in Korea too, which is funny. Uh, yeah, they, they do have all different, you, you can kind of look and see different aspects of all the different areas. Although over the time it's really warped because it's changed a lot. It has a huge history. So, but, uh, yeah, in the beginning, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was much more cl- uh, clear cut at the beginning for sure. Well, even, even before the clans came, it got pretty confusing about who was supposed to represent what, but yeah, uh, yeah. So that's like more of a. The war, but the other apocalypse is obviously, uh, Japan is kind of obsessed with nuclear warfare, nuclear, <laughs> for obvious reasons, especially all the people yeah. who grow up, the original wave of, uh, anime grew up just after World War II, so that was pretty fresh in their minds. And you get yeah, things. The... Yep. I was just gonna chime in, like, on, um, like, Macross and, and, you know, Robotech are, is, is definitely one of those ones you can, you can look at specifically as, like, you know, their story is all about like like apocalyptic events happening and then having to pick yourselves up mm-hmm. and rebuild uh from from the rubble. <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's inspired really, like when you when you really look at it from that lens. Yeah, you well the thing with yeah, Robotech is more the alien invasion end because uh obviously that's the inciting incident. But I do I do like the fact that it is uh, what happens after, it, how you you know kind of come back from the apocalypse, for sure with mm-hmm. uh, Robotech as it goes even into uh, the other series and Macross as it goes along. Yeah. But uh, things like Akira, obviously, the very first thing you see in Akira is a nuclear blast destroying Tokyo. <laughs> 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 like that's uh, the Akira that you know one of the biggest things but i you can name tons of different anime that starts with nuclear warfare uh was it the mazinger is it it's got some nuclear warfare in that too i think yes it does 
Uh, obviously Godzilla too. That's Godzilla was mm-hmm. built from the testing on islands or whatever. That's where he came from. Mm-hmm. So that's not according to, not according to the new Godzillas though. No, <laughs> what's new Godzillas? The the latest ones. He's. Uh, I guess they're, they're they're they were around before the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, yeah. The, they're okay. they're like the titans, the guardians of mm-hmm. the earth. Yeah, and they king Gigantoras. Yeah. And then Godzilla is the the, the nature's equalizer. So I, I think that represents the post-nuclear uh, age in Japan, where all those people are now out of this. It's the it's the uh, the hippie generation that is running uh, the world now. <laughs> well, well it's probably generation. more accurate that it's the um, the American interpretation of the Japanese flight. <laughs> oh, that's not from the Japanese ones. That's the American shows. Yeah, those are the, the oh. two new. Um, the Hollywood Godzilla. Oh, I thought you meant it was the Japanese ones, the new Japanese ones. No, no, it's the, it's the Hollywood ones. Oh, yeah, that makes much more sense, yeah. The new Japanese one, the Shin Godzilla from the aforementioned uh, Evangelion guy, mm-hmm. uh, is that is a fascinating movie. I think I talked about it once before on the show. Yeah, it's all about uh, politics and stuff, you say? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like treating it like from, you know, the movie is more for the responders to like how do you respond to a monster attack that is you run screaming (laughs) (laughs) well that's the average people yes it's like what do you have to do to like approve military uh conflict in the middle of a major metropolis yeah like how do you evacuate all these people that was an interesting part of the uh not not very mech related but uh um what's it called it was by uh, Max Brooks, the zombie one that uh, eventually got made to the movie, but it, the movie was nothing oh, like it. Oh, uh, World War Z. Yeah, the book is really neat. There's one point where they, they literally have to nuke one of the cities. I can't remember if it was Dallas or Houston, maybe. And Probably Raccoon City. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, a lot, lot more interesting when you have to start nuking your own cities to stop a, a, an invading force. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? We got, well, we got, there's a literal plague in Dead Zone. That's what Dead Zones are, is the planet gets shut down because the plague has uh, spread from these artifacts to humans and created monsters that you have to stop. That's, uh, yeah. that's a pretty clear cut one. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's hope we don't get, uh, plague zombies running around. Yeah, that'd be bad. That would be Ghosts of Mars all over again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Another another apocalypse that came to mind, it actually, like, spurred from one of our original ideas for tonight's episode of, like, a, a viral outbreak in Mecca. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the Final Fantasy movie, The Spirits Within. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where where it's, like, alien ghosts, mm-hmm. like, is sucking the souls out of people. Uh, or even that movie Spectral, too. Yeah, yeah. Same idea. The, uh, it's, that one, it's actually like going back to that movie without thinking that it should be like Final Fantasy VII, the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. Like, it actually has a, a really interesting and fascinating story that it's telling. Yeah, I loved that movie when it came out. It was, it was great. Mm -hmm. Not to mention at the time, those graphics were amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say, that was one of the few beginning, uh, 3D graphic. Like 3D, 3D movies, yeah. Movies, yeah. yeah. It was Square Squaresoft's uh, animation, like first animation studio. Uh, they they've gone on to make all sorts of stuff now. It's weird to think of it as Squaresoft. That, yeah, that that really dates it. Yeah, that's right. Not Square Enix. Yeah, Squaresoft, <laughs> classic. Uh, what else we think? It, oh, we already mentioned Robotech, obviously the alien invasion, which also has dimensional invasion, like in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And that, once again, Pacific Rim was neat because it did show how people were trying to live in this world where there's an ongoing and like almost, almost natural disaster with these kaiju showing up every once in a while and people trying to keep working and trying to build giant walls and <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it was the background of that movie I really liked. More even, I do like the rest of it, obviously too. But yeah, just seeing mm-hmm. how people are trying to survive in this world. Yeah, that's always the more interesting. Actually, Robotech's like that too. That's what made that special. It wasn't just 
mecha fighting aliens. It was also seeing the city and seeing how they're dealing with every once in a while it transforming into a giant robot and crushing a bunch mm-hmm. of people when the buildings smashed together. <laughs> like it's yeah, it was that. That's what made that show so unique. Obviously, in Macross, where it came from. And, and, you know, and because if it does make that show, you keep, like you said, with the city inside the ship, uh, we cross-reference the attack in SDF-1. That's a big part of the game is keeping the city population alive. Yeah. So, yeah. so the ship can function. Yeah, that's 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 a major part of that whole show is, like, how do you deal with this hu- huge civilian population in the middle of a war zone and literally stuck there? They can't evacuate. They have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. You draft them like you didn't Gundam. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, even the uh, in Gundam too, the uh, the sides where they always getting blown up, caught in the crosshair. Right. right in the very first issue, episode of uh, Gundam, the original series. Man, that mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. Though when they the uh, Zeons just attack that side and trying to get the the uh, prototype for the the uh, Gundam and just seeing the yeah, death they... and destruction and. That was cool. From like three mobile suits in the grand scheme of things. Yep. If I, yeah, because it's like Char, Slender, and I don't know, it, was it Jeans? I know like he walks around with guys that sound like pairs of pants <laughs> <laughs> in the first couple of episodes. Uh, but, uh, Slacks. <laughs> Slacks. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, one speaking of Gundam, like one other interesting one is uh, the Iron Blooded Orphans one. Um, is it, it's kind of like a post apocalypse after things have kind of been built back up because mm-hmm. a big part of that show is like the the Gundam that our main characters get is something that they dig up, like it was mm-hmm. from a previous war. <laughs> it's like lost technology in a way. Um, that's which like, is kind of a fascinating one of the, evolution. Is it Robot Wars or Robot Jocks? I always mix those two up. It's a similar thing. They just find this giant, massive robot. That sounds like that's Wars. Robot Wars. Yeah. Jocks is the one where they actually they fight. Fought, yeah. They fight each other instead of having wars. Yeah, yeah. I can never remember which one's which. But yeah, same idea. Yeah, because Robot Wars is the one that has a giant scorpion neck. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's obviously environmental disaster to cause apocalypse, like uh, Transformers, really. Cybertron is run out of Cybertronium, I guess, and they have to evacuate and bring the bad guys with them so that they don't destroy the planet. But yeah, I guess you, it depends on which Transformer version you're looking at. Mm-hmm. That's G1, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I think because there's one version where they actually war destroy Cybertron. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it gets destroyed, but I think G1, it, they just evacuate it still. Because they go back, obviously it's in uh, it's in the movie Cybertron is that's where Unicron's going to eat. I guess that's a natural oh, disaster, Unicron, <laughs> Galactus, <laughs> Unicron. They're they're pretty much similar. Galactus, <laughs> Omicron. Uh, what else we got? An economic decline, like every cyberpunk book has ever been. It's always about economic decline. That's just what. Yeah. That's just what it's based on. Yeah. Um, we missing? Oh, uh, robots. AI, you're Brian. You should have brought this mm-hmm. one up. Ma- the, the gray goo scenario. Matrix. Is, are, <laughs> are you guys familiar with the gray goo one? No, what's that one? Oh, what's the gray goo? So, so the gray goo is the idea of like nano machines, um, basically becoming sentient and everything, and just go- going crazy, replicating and breaking down all matter on the mm-hmm. planet into its base components so that they can multiply. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's a legit scenario. That's, um, uh, is it Ray Kurtzman? Mm-hmm. The guy who's like the singularity is near yeah, has talked him. about, yeah, yeah. uh, is like, this is a legit concern if we're not smart about how we build these things. Is that why Elon Musk is against AI? Is it probably, I think that's part of it. Yeah. But like that, that, um, that type of scenario is, is one you see in shows like, uh, like Stargate, I think had little nano machines. Yeah, the replicators. Uh, yeah, the replicators. Uh, boy, that blast, that's a blast from the past. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so AI, 
in terms of like on a major scope, like like the Matrix and Skynet. Um, Terminator. Yeah. yeah, Terminator, they wanted to kill everyone. At least the Matrix, they had to find a reason to keep the humans around. So, hey, we can use them as batteries. Yeah. Like, they had to, well, I guess, yeah. just the storyline, they had to think of a way to do it. <laughs> but that's what it is, though, isn't it? It's the AI itself deems that man is destructive and. Yeah. You know, they stop all the destruction, we have to kill them. Or you. Utilized in some other form. Well, that's the beauty of what the uh, Animatrix. Watching that, it really does mm-hmm. show why the the robots hate us, and it, it they have a good reason to because people are awful. So people are pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always robot rebellion, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's true. Battlestar, yeah. same thing. Yep. That once again. Well, even the new series of Picard is kind of about that, right? People using them as. In the in the Borg in general in Star Trek, but uh, yeah, uh, the neat one I was thinking of was uh, there's a linguistic virus in the in the book Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. It's very cool, where it's ah. uh, Sumerian is they, it's all based on Sumerian language and how it, you can rewrite the brain with the with the Sumerian, but it, somebody starts using it in uh, the actual Sumerian language. Is yeah, that even so like, isn't that considered a dead language? Well, that's the point. If it was around, that that's how they could they could do the things that they could do back then. Supposedly, was that they were able to manipulate their brain using this language, and it, the language gets put into computers. So all these hackers start using it, but then also you, they make a virus out of it, and it's it's very cool. It's a really 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 intelligent book. Like he, ah. Neil Stevenson is super think like he's really smart guy, and. uh yeah, when you that book is it, it it's like cyberpunk, but it also has such deep thoughts in it. It's a really good book. I would suggest Snow Crash to anyone if you haven't read it. That that has been on my list for a while. Oh, uh, I've always heard it paired with like Neuromancer from William yeah. Gibson. So yeah, this is definitely a, a in the same world. I would say as Neuromancer, same idea, same, exact same kind of cyberpunk. Uh, he does other books that are like Cryptonomicon and stuff that are really really out there like really deep and it's just like okay that's a little too far from me but snow crash i think it was his first book was it's perfect level of deep for me so one one fun scenario um like with with apocalyptic events uh that comes to mind is uh the the idea of like sleeping through it and coming (laughs) out like waking up on the other side like that that's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stories centered around that. Futurama. <laughs> Futurama is a great one. Uh, speaking of another, like Idiocracy is another oh, yeah. hilarious one. Um, but also thinking about, um, uh, oh man, I had one and I just blanked. Uh, oh, what the heck? I ruined it for you. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, ah, curses. Like, I know I've got like one book series that's kind of like the, the, I think it's called the Dauntless series. Um, which is like a guy gets trapped in hypersleep and goes past, um, gets woken up like, like centuries later and has found that there's been a whole rebellion that started because of like one last ditch effort crazy thing that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, ah, oh, man. Wasn't they, now I'm blanking on it. Oh, it's that one, the the Endless War or something like that, where it's all about time dilation. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, shoot. Yeah. So, I've got that, that book on my... my t- I, I believe it's uh, being made into a movie, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the um, one that comes to mind was uh, Gunbuster, uh, the anime. Oh, yeah. You told us about that which, before, yeah. Yeah, which is which is a lot about um, space travel at like light speed and yep. the time dilation effect that that has. Where our main character uh, Noriko is like enlisted, kind of as like a late teen, I guess. It's unclear. Um, it's also like original studio Gainax, so it's super nerdy, and they don't care about logic. <laughs> um, but uh, like a big part of it is that with all the, like she sent to the front lines um, in this, this war against invading bugs. 
And, uh, and by the time she gets back, like even on just one mission out and out and back, like years have gone by and all of her friends from high school are, are much older and having families and stuff. And she's just like, I'm still kind of like a teenager. And at the very end of it, um, not to spoil too much, but there's a, a huge time jump. Um, and they, there's a, a big question of like, did they succeed? They've been gone for thousands of years, maybe millions. Mm. It's like, did what they, did their mission succeed? Um, it's, it's a fun series from that perspective. It's got other problems, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, that, that was, that was always one aspect of that and Die Buster, it's kind of sequel series that, um, I thought was, was the most compelling and, and most thought out uh, aspect of it. The oh. other part is like they make a giant gravity bomb out of Jupiter. So they're like, <laughs> let's use this thing. It'll be great. It's a black hole bomb. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. If you build a black hole bomb, you got to use it. Uh, Forever War is the one I was trying to remember. That's what's Yeah. Called. Yeah. Master Chief is kind of like that. Actually, uh, you know what it is like that is uh, Planet of the Apes. Mm. You blew it up. Yep. You blew it all up. The guy, oh, yeah. he comes back and it's many, many. You go. I think he ends up going. He goes through a time portal or something in space. He gets time warped. But yeah, uh, yeah. they never really addressed it, do they? No. How, how he ends up in the future? Is it the future though? That's the thing. Yeah, the they blew it up. Exi- no, it's the end of the movie. Alternate- Alternative realities that some people thought he entered another dimension. That's two people go there. Yeah, it happens multiple times. And, uh, the, the, like, Tim Burton movies, they, they screwed it all up by having a chimp on, like, that's just weird. But when he sees the, the whole point of the first movie is that he sees the, the, um. Statue of Liberty? Yeah, and he, he's like, oh, this is our world. We screwed it up. That was the whole point of that movie was that we screwed this, we screwed our world up and look at, now the apes run everything. Mm-hmm. It was a, supposed to be a message. As it went forward, oh, yes. people lost that message and just were like, hey, apes are cool. Let's have apes. <laughs> so, yeah, the pl- new Planet of the Apes, I think it's, yeah, it could be, a, I think it is a totally different idea. Well, the new ones, they go, they don't even time travel. They just, they just progresses. The monkeys escape and. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I guess that a is. a long way around. That is an apocalypse. Monkey, monkey apocalypse is always threatening us. No, nobody wants a monkey apocalypse. Well, definitely next for that. Because those apes are fucking strong. Yeah, or at least the, uh, the avatar kind of the size. Like, I guess that's also strider size from Dead Zone. Just a slightly like, bigger than powered armor. Hulkbuster yes. size. Hulkbuster size. Anything else? Any other apocalypse? I think we covered quite a few different ways to apocalypse. In- yeah, we we covered quite a few of them, especially the ones that are, are a bit more sci-fi mech related. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Or that lead to mechs. <laughs> there's always the you know terrible regular apocalypse, which nobody wants to talk about. But it's gonna be it's gonna be alien invasions. How we're gonna get our mechs? I think it's going to be oh, just it, how to get mechs? Yeah, that's how we're gonna get our mechs in real life. Oh, I think I thought you were talking about apocalypse. Apocalypse in real life is going to be a meteor or an asteroid or something's going to hit us again. We'll oh go. no, it's going to, it's going to be Yellowstone's going to explode. That too, that, <laughs> but that would only really destroy North America. No, it would just it would destroy the world. It would just. Rob, you're on part of North America. <laughs> and with, yeah. After the nuclear winter kicks in. Well, yeah, but you can. We're, don't forget, humans are like cockroaches. You can't kill us if as long as you don't blow us up instantly. We'll we'll survive. Oh. But we're not going to get those mechs, though. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Alien invasion is how we're getting our mechs. Yeah. Or Elon Musk just gets bored one day. That's my hope. Well, he's what's going to happen is that he's going to finish building the, the satellite train, which is then going to attract uh, the attention of the invading aliens. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then he'll have to build mechs to fight them? Yeah, or we'll get technology from them that'll help us build our mechs. Well, that's what Obsolete just, is about from Bandai. I, I just... I just had the thought of like when when aliens come to our planet with giant mechs and then they get killed by diseases. It's just like War of the Worlds. It is, yeah. <laughs> can we can we can use uh, the uh, tripods. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be able to vaccinate themselves. I don't believe that. If you, you can build a, if you can build a spaceship game. 
What about uh, uh, signs where water kills them? Well, that, that's another thing. But I'm sure that you, before you come to Invader Planet, you're going to do your due diligence and realize what can hurt you and what can't hurt you in this world. Well, yeah, be- those, science, those science aliens really didn't think they're playing through considering, like, was it 70% of our planet is water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I've heard a great description of that movie, that it isn't aliens. They're actually demons. And the whole time, he's a he's a minister, and she's putting the water around, and he and it's getting blessed. So it's holy water. It's not regular water. That makes much more. That movie makes much more sense when you don't think it's aliens, because you never see alien spaceships. You only see the aliens themselves. So you're you're right. I don't. I don't. Dis, I'm not going to disagree with that because and, and the, the yeah, it makes no good, sense as an alien movie. Itself. Yeah, it makes no sense as an yeah. alien movie. But then the crop circles could be like summoning circles, like that kind of thing. It makes much wow, more sense to be demons. Children, it's children of the corn, right down, right down the middle of the road, right there. There you go. The other apocalypse caused by children. Children are the apocalypse. That is true. Nothing worse than children. So, yeah. So we have to wait till the aliens evade before we get our mechs. Yep. But, yeah, I think nuclear apocalypse is probably the most famous. You get, like, Mad Max and Tank Girl and every other. Yeah. That's It's always nuclear explosions. <laughs> so there you go. And, uh... I think that covers the apocalypse. Hopefully by next month, we'll not be talking about this at all. It'll be all in our past distant memory, and we'll be discussing how it's nice to... Post-apocalypse. That's right. It'd be nice Uh, to... I want to say no. (laughs) You're so pessimistic. Well, I'm going to say no because there are a lot of stupid people out there right now. There are a lot of stupid people in the world. That's the apocalypse right there. Idiocracy is the true apocalypse. Hmm. Well, until we figure out next time, we'll jump to the X-Fill and get out of here. Let's X-Fill out of here. This is the X-Fill. It used to be Philip, but now it's X-Fill. And uh, we're getting out of here. I, I've been posted on Discord. These guys refuse to go on the Discord. but uh, I don't refuse to go on the Discord. It's just hard for me to go on the Discord when I'm at work. Uh, there's always Facebook, though. And I'm just bad at it. And I'm on the Facebooks. I wish more people would post what they're building, but uh, you can't have everything. Uh, no, I do. It is true. I would definitely love to see everyone's models and paint jobs. Just mm-hmm. love to see those things. And it's so much fun. I do like uh, the news that people post. That's always good to keep up on things. I do enjoy everyone's posts. Yeah, it's it's good to. Uh, there's a lot of things we miss, so it's good to see that. And uh, anyone. Anyone in Battletech, I would love to see your lances and your mechs. Uh, hell, even your stars. Post your stars. I'll paint, mm-hmm. I'll even look at those. Uh, but we also must say that uh, Talon Games is right now for the uh, for a little while are offering free uh, rules and free uh, uh, models. If you contact them, they'll send you a little starter kit. So do oh, nice. do that for Cav. Talon Games. Uh, John Walker is a great guy. Yep. Uh, makes a good product, makes a good game. Uh, like I said, it's still probably the mech game I play the most. And the, uh, the link to that will be in the uh, Facebook group. Also, I like when uh, Brandon Runkle, he always uh, posts his stop motion stuff on YouTube, so check that out. He, it's always in the Facebook if you want to go check that out. Go uh, subscribe to his stuff. It's very cool. It's uh, it's really neat to see uh, Gundam models used in stop motion. There, It's it is such a good use for them. And he shows how he builds yeah. everything, and it's really neat. Uh, and that's nice. pretty much it for shout-outs. Anybody, uh, anybody else got anything to add before we get out of here for uh, May? No, I think I'm all set. No, I think we're good. And, uh, yeah, if you have anything, any uh, new Kickstarters or anything you want to uh, have us check out, please contact us. Uh, you can go to yeah. mobilearmorradio at, uh, at gmail.com. We're always on yeah. Twitter. Contact us, and uh, we'll check out your stuff. We always want to find new yeah. stuff. It's it's kind of what we are. We're yeah, no strings attached. No, <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, until next time, I've been Rob. Oh. I've been Brian, and I've been Chopper. What were you gonna say before I cut you off? I just said we're we're just an open platform, guys. That's Utilize right. us. You use us. <laughs> Not that way. <laughs> okay. No. Bye. No, you can't. No, can. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. This has been 
Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.